0: Perfect. Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. So it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable broken live or die. So speak now.
1: A live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show I'm your host, Tammy And I want to thank you all for tuning in With the Butterfly Evolution Show tonight Tonight's topic is Overcoming and understanding rejection And I'd like to just kind of add to that Mainly dealing with um, Those of you Or I'm going to include myself Who have dealt with Or are dealing with Uh, the spirit of rejection, because I do think it's something that um, kind of settles in if we don't deal with it. So tonight's topic, again, is overcoming and understanding rejection. Uh, Housekeeping things, our chat line is open. If you are listening uh, by way of chat with us, you do have to be a registered follower of the show in order to post any questions or comments about tonight's show. So if you're not a registered follower at this time, you it's really simple and easy. Even now you can do that by selecting follow, and you can register through your Facebook, and it will just kind of pull everything in. Um, you won't have to create a screen name and all of that. Now, some of you may not want to use your Facebook name, and if not, then you can do it just like you register for anything else. You can get a screen name um, and create your own password and ID and so forth. So if you think you might have something to add tonight or for any of our future shows, please go ahead and register as a follower um, of the show. I'd like to ask you to do that as well anyway. So simple and easy to do. The call-in number, you can also use that for those of you who are listening who have called in, the number 818-691-7406 for our chat line listeners who may decide to call in. And remember, you only need to select the number one if you have a question or, or a comment, and the way that I will identify your call and pull you into queue is provide the area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from tonight. So that's the way that I will pull you in, and, and if we do that as we as we move along with the show, please be prepared to to give your name if you want, or at least the state that you're calling from. And then also just be mindful of time and and clearly move into your question or comment because we may have someone else trying to get in as well. Without going into tonight's – can't go on with tonight's show without – Reminding everyone of our trash can concept, I still call that my butterfly evolution baby. And for you new listeners, what we ask that you do in order to promote awareness um, about how our mind keeps up with even the smallest, most insignificant things that seem to be, we ask people to consistently, or for the first time, move your trash can. Move it from one location to another location, preferably one that you use frequently, And in in doing this, what you will in most cases learn that you will often return to its old location without much thought, without thinking about it, you'll go and drop your trash, uh, well, attempt to drop your trash where the old, uh, where it was recently or more recently located. And as you do that, again, keep in mind that you return back to that place without much thought process, knowing somewhere deep down that you moved it. And as you do that, remember, again, the mind. It keeps up with things that are good for us, bad for us, insignificant. We, we oftentimes get into this routine of acceptance, and we reject change so much so until even the smallest things we don't want to change. Even those things that don't work for us, that create such bondage in our lives, we would rather just kind of ignore it because we know it comfortable with it. I know what to expect uh, from this person or from this situation, and so I- I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to stop it here. So that's what that's about. You allow that to minister or help you in the way that it helps you, but for me, it was a consistent reminder that I needed needed to really focus or be mindful of my thoughts, and here is why. This is one of our babies as well. If we sow a thought, we reap an action. If we sow action, we reap habit. Our habit creates our character, becomes our character, and our characters lead us to our destiny. So our thoughts are always taking us somewhere, whether it's where we want to go or where a place that we don't want to go. Um, it also could be a place that we just have become accustomed to accepting, like this is it so i have no choice but either way your thoughts are leading you somewhere that's very important so if it's if, if you determine if you give this some thought process and and you determine that your thoughts are not leading you where you want to go or their your thoughts are not in alignment with what you have for your future then start to Capture those thoughts. The word tell us to take captive every thought, and so often we don't do that. We 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 are spiritual people. We say, but those things that really provoke change within us, those things that will really take us on a journey of transformation, of renewing the mind, those things are most most times are very uncomfortable because I feel because. It's going to reveal, those things, that journey is going to reveal to us who we are. It's going to expose all of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, the things that hurt, that people don't, may not even know, the people that have hurt you. You're going to have to deal with those in order to get to that destiny and remain there. So... All that, um, just keep that in mind as you listen to the show. And then for the rest of the week, just try to determine where are your thoughts taking you. Try to just take captive those thoughts and and make them work for you. So, again, tonight's topic is overcoming and understanding rejection. And uh, I posted out in the description that basically – Rejection is an open wound of the heart. That's my opinion, again. It's just something, if we don't deal with it, it's like walking around very vulnerable, negatively or positively, but I feel it does keep us, keep us in a vulnerable state. It attacks our worth. It attacks who we are or who we think we are, uh, our self-esteem, our total being, basically, particularly and especially our purpose and for sure our futures because if we're walking around in that state of um vulnerability to everything, someone can say something and they may not mean it. And you may because you're already in that spirit or, or the effects of spirit of rejection, you take it as such. So that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight. It does cause or can cause a feeling of abandonment or that you've been abandoned not good enough, or not as good as others maybe. So some of you out there may know someone, or you may be someone that has kind of gone through some of these things and maybe not really know why. But tonight, hopefully you will hear something that will make you think more or really ponder on this more to try and determine what place are you coming from. Another thing, I, I found this, and I found it really, really interesting uh The spirit of rejection is also known as misplaced identity. And I thought, that's interesting. Notice that it doesn't say that it's lost or you can't get it back, but misplaced means that you just kind of, you've lost your way. You've lost the sense of who you are, your value, and so forth. At least that's how I took that. So that's another reference for rejection. The spirit of rejection was basically uh, having a misplaced identity. And basically what this is also saying is your identity is based upon uh, what someone else thinks of you, um, how people value you or if they value you, what things you have, and so forth. So that could be a a number of things. And this, this particular phrase made me think about a show that we had last year, what's the root of it all. I often get comments and people calling about, that show or something from that show, something that they got from that show. I've I've on a number of times received calls mostly from, from young women. Actually I think all from young women. I don't think I've had a man to call about that show at all. But they were they were they had found out what I think they really realized is that all of those things, some of those things, many of those things that they find themselves going through over and over again, they think they've overcome this they've think that they don't feel some kind of way about something or somebody what someone said, what someone does until something happens or something is said again and it may not be by that same person, but what it what it what happens is that because it is an open wound, as I said earlier, anytime you have an open wound, an open, untreated wound, if someone kicks it, if someone hits it, if you bump up against something, it hurts again. So that's why I said an open wound, because we're walking around with those things. um, We're just not dealing with them, have not dealt with them. We've not taken care of that wound. And, again, any time we do that, when something hits it, rubs it, it's going to hurt again. So these people that I heard from, they were just trying to reflect or, move, or, or find something to hold on to out of that show or trying to find out their root, what is the root of the things that they go through. Um, and and they did this as they were trying to just kind of deal with life and things happening. And, you know, you've heard me say here that life, life will and it does happen regardless. And that's why it's so important because of that, because there are going to be some things that happen in our lives there gonna be some people who don't have our best interests at hand or in mind. And sometimes, most times, it's the people that we need and want in our lives. It's the people that we expect more from, need more from. So life will happen, we can't get around it. Um, sometimes people as I as I mentioned it's sometimes the thing is the people that we need it the most from that are unable to give it. When is that case? And when that case is so, then it's, it's, we have to find a way to deal with that person from from their level because sometimes we need things from people that they just cannot give because they're, they're needing something from someone that they did not get. So it's like this cycle. We're talking about rejection. So let's say, you are needing something from someone who who comes from a spirit of rejection or a place of rejection now exactly what you're needing from them they're needing from someone and they can't give it to you because they're hurting their their heart is open so i can't give you an organ that is already damaged just just to just to create an example for that so again life will and life does happen and i i think people are just kind of learning to understand that there's a route to the things that we cannot seem to get past. And one of my favorite things to say is, it is what it is, basically. It is what it is. Sometimes we get so caught up in trying to make things and people uh, what they're not rather than just dealing with what is, Um And that is reality. Reality is reality, and you cannot change it. Your perception or your denial does not change what is. That's not discrediting your perception because I really believe and I support that sometimes a person's perception becomes their reality, but that does not mean that you don't have to deal with the true reality or you should not deal with the true reality of the situation. Now, as I said, it is what it is is one of my favorite things. I've added a little bit more to this. Um, One of my cousins and I used to always say it is what it is and let it it do what it do. I added more. It is what it is, let it do what it do, but don't let it do you. And that helps me. It helps me to, to say, okay, I have a problem here. It is what it is. I can't change it because if I have the problem, it's in the now. But what am I going to do? Is it going to overtake me? Am I going to be defeated by this? No. So it is what it is. We're going to get through it. I'm going to let it do what it do to me. Then I'm going to tell it, okay, done, because I can't change it. I can change my reaction to it. Um, I can do something about it, hopefully, but you cannot change, again, what is. You cannot change reality. So just like everything else, again it's not what happens but it how it's how we respond to what happens and you have to be at a place of i would say understanding yourself the good and the bad the ugly the things you need to deal with before you can truly say okay it is what it is let's pick it up let's 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 just move on let's just keep rolling and oftentimes we do just the opposite we respond in a, in a defeated way, and we allow, uh, for what, for the sake of the topic tonight, uh, rejection. We allow the effects of rejection to take root, sometimes not knowing even then that it has taken that root. And we don't, we've become, become a society that we don't deal with truth. We don't deal with our own truth. We don't deal with truth to others. And so when we realize, and oftentimes by the time we realize that we are dealing with the spirit of rejection, it's already so far gone, again, because we don't deal with the truth. I feel that rejection comes from a very young place in life, very young place, before we even enter the world Um as far as getting out there, that we've already in in most cases been rejected or feel that we have. Why do I feel that way? Because as I look at the number of single-parent homes, as I look at and listen to, and I'm saying young girls because that's mostly who I deal with or I come across, and female friends, again, because that's who I communicate with and so forth, but as I hear their stories, as I continue to hear, and my own, don't, I'm not going to leave myself out, as I continue to hear their stories and be able, to, um, be able to really understand, because in some ways I've gone through a lot of it myself, so to hear them and be able to understand them as well, um, I have to go back to that place of young girls and I'll get to the boys later, of young girls truly feeling rejected and unloved by a parent or parents. And for tonight, I'm going to put much focus on fathers, and I'll explain that later on. But that's why I said it comes from such... It starts, I'll say that. It typically, in my opinion, starts at such a young age. And by the time we realize it as young women, it is already so far gone or so deep-rooted until we almost think it's just the way we are, that it's just normal for us to feel this way, for us to live this way, for us to operate our day-to-day lives for for this. And so also I think that one of the most, which all kind of ties into this, there are many things that this spirit of rejection of, um, kind of pulls us into, but there's one that I feel is most important or the most detrimental, and that is the spirit of rejection robs us from our ability to love and to be loved completely, that true, unconditional love, that agape love. And the Word tells us to think about the first and greatest commandment and the second for that most. And and looking outward, I, I think all of you will agree when I say outwardly in this world that many have lost the ability to love and be loved, I chose today, and this is a little off the show, off the show topic, but you know we're celebrating M-, M-, M. Martin Luther King Day, and for some reason today I could, I just, I, I did not have the spirit to post anything, and I, I was feeling some kind of way about that until. I read a posting earlier, and I just may share some of that tonight, but I read a posting earlier uh, that, you know, this person was kind of being ridiculed about not posting something about Emil K, um, because he's typically posting things like that. And it helped me understand my take on it, but I felt like, you know, how dare we honor this day when tomorrow we're going to go right back to treating each other in the worst way or yesterday we were treating our own brothers and sisters, and his dream was to have his kids and other kids from, from different nationalities and all of this to be one, to unite. But here we are. We can't and don't unite with our sister and brother, family. So how dare we? We don't worry about the well-being of, of anybody anymore, For the majority. I'm saying the majority. And even sometimes when you reach out to people, I mean, we have this egotistic kind of aroma about ourselves, Um, again, all coming from some type of place, some root. There's some root to that. I feel a great deal of that comes from that spirit of rejection or at least something that has rooted from that spirit of rejection. So, Going back to what I said earlier, we don't deal with the truth, um, especially our truths. And if we don't deal, if you're not able to deal with your truth, then typically you're not going to be able to deal with someone else's uh, truth or in truth as well. Typically, we don't. We just kind of walk around and we let people. We go back and talk about it behind closed doors, but we won't say, "Hey, this 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 made me feel some kind of way." We're not honest about our feelings or what someone has done to us. Or how they've made us feel Not saying that what they have did is wrong But again, open wounds Misplaced identity So We're going to take um, I have a caller Maybe I'll take the caller first Let me do that And then we're going to try something very new tonight I'm going to attempt to play a commercial I, I really need to do better with that um, but once we get kind of going, it's hard to stop, especially with topics like this. So for those of you who have something, that a question or a comment, I welcome those. Uh, so just select the number one. Right now, I'm going to pull in a caller from 901 area code. Well, the last... from, the, from the house. That one was an
0: Asian. She
1: Maybe they... Okay, caller from 901 with the last four of 7031. We tried to pull you in. If you do want to come in, you need to uh, press 1 to take yourself out of queue, and then press 1 to bring yourself back into queue, and then I will pull you in. But I've heard some talking going there, so we don't want that to happen. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move on for a minute because I don't want to stop right here, and then I'll see if that caller wants to come in, and then we'll go to a brief commercial. And it's my desire to keep you guys maybe just about 45 minutes tonight, so I'm going to try to move through this. Uh, pretty quickly But I kind of stopped at um, Well let me say this It's difficult sometimes to Deal with people in truth And love people unconditionally As we talked about love Because there's such a sense of Lack of love for ourselves Many people Don't care how they try to hide it Or how they try to portray it Like I love myself I have self-esteem um I have all of this for me, all this love for myself. Many people are just hurting, and they're faking the funk. That's what I like to call it. They're just faking this life. And if you only knew, if you only was able to see through that smile, and again, how can I truly love you unconditionally or anyone if I have yet not learned to value and love myself? Even even in in flying, they tell you take care of yourself first. I can't, and we we are we're kind of funny about that. Um, it's 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 kind of one of those things you kind of toss up and you don't know which way it's going to fall or how it's going to fall because, you know, we we get, we get caught up in doing things when tra- tragedies happen or you know something goes wrong, but we have a difficult time with just practicing love and taking care of our, ourselves and others. Just on a regular day Why does it take Or why should it take uh, A disaster For us to pull together And make something happen Or honor one another Or respect one another Or love one another So another thing is uh, The spirit of rejection And I, and I said earlier That it, it typically starts From a very, very young age That's my opinion um, And I went back to our referenced children, daughters, because, again, that's who I mostly deal with, and women um, coming from a very vulnerable place and the and the and kind of the damages of, of feeling rejected. And I want to refer back to this quote, and I posted it out there, I, I believe, a day or so ago, and it talks about dad, or it's talking about dads. And it goes, dad, a son's first hero, a daughter's first love. So let's say that if a daughter's, if a dad is a daughter's first love, and I'm going to come back to the young men as well because I don't want to lose lose that, and it's, that's going to be very important as well. But if a dad is a daughter's first love, and we have, I don't know this statistic to be. I'm going. To, this is going to be my statistic. I don't know this to be true. I'm just kind of going by my world and what I see. I would say eight. Out of every ten girls I meet, and I almost want to say nine, but they don't have a relationship with their father. When I say they don't have a relationship, I mean they don't have a relationship with their father. They doubt that their father loved them. They doubt that their father ever wanted them, needed them. They lack that um, that validation, that first love, that we so long and desire and need from our fathers. And as I said, there's a lot of single-parent homes, and mostly probably are ran by women who also come from a place of rejection, who also come from a place of, I didn't get that from my father, and I'm okay. But remember, we don't deal with our truth. So in them saying they're okay, that doesn't mean that they're okay. But now I'm a mother. Now I'm a parent. And what this child needs from me, I'm unable to provide because I'm in that same place, whether I recognize it or not. So that's why I wanted to bring it there because, again, I feel like by the time we realize rejection is a part of our world or that spirit of rejection is a part of our world, it's already, in most cases, so far gone until it seems just like life. This is how it's supposed to be. This is normal. And so when it seems normal, we don't have an urgency or tendency to think that we need to do anything about it or that we can do anything about it or that we should. And we really don't understand how... It affects our life, our day-to-day living. We truly don't understand that if we think, hey, this is just normal, this is the way it is, I can't do anything about it, these feelings are. I'm supposed to feel this way. But if that young girl, we're sticking still on young girls now, if that young girl missed that, that confirmation, that validation, that love, that unconditional love from her father, then how Is she supposed to think that she deserves it or will get it it, at any point beyond that? When she's dating, she's looking for that validation. When she's married, she's looking for that validation. Misplaced identity. Again, that means we are giving over, uh, how can I say this? We are giving something or someone else the ability to validate our identity, what makes me me, what what, what brings value to me, who am I, rather than finding out that for ourselves. We're going to get a little bit deeper into that. Same with our young boys. It says, Dad, a son's first hero. Our boys come here, for the most part, I feel, with, with just that leader, Tendency, that desire to lead, that desire to be head, that desire to be a protector. But the world does not say, does not offer any, anything to really help or validate. Yes, this is who you are. You are a warrior. You are a man. You are capable of leading. Why? Because very rarely they see men that look like them, that come from a place that they can familiarize with, they very rarely see that. And we can, we can say, oh, they don't need to see it. They could just do We mimic what we see. We need some type of, some place to come from. We need something to grow from. My opinion, we need it. And if we don't get it at an early age and we don't recognize that we didn't get it and we make a decision to fix it, to change it, to work at changing it in our adult life or or somewhere along the way, then again, it becomes normal and we get caught up. Then that young boy now feels like, I don't have to lead. No one else is leading. I don't have to be a provider, a protector. I don't have to tell my my young girl that I, I love her. I don't need to tell my young son that, in spite of the money, what everything, there's nothing more valuable than your time and your words, your encouraging words. So that's where, and even for our young boys, again, because they they want to lead. I want to tell a story, and I think I mentioned this before, but Brandon and I did the Gandhi King Youth Conference, and it was the title was "It's always okay until it's not." and we asked the question and the young people had to get up and tell us who, the question was who are you who are you just that and this young man got up and he said that he's this was his description of who he is he said i am a i'm a i'm a good person when i'm not at home but when i'm home i am very disrespectful to my mom because i want to help her those were his words, and so of course I'm a mama, um, have a son, been his age before, and I said, "Stop, wait right there," because you've taken. And I'm telling this to the young man in front of everyone. He said this, you've taken this to a different level. We we we've gone a bit deeper. What do you mean by that? Is what I asked him. So he explained. He said, "It's just my mom." my sister, and me. I don't know where my daddy is. My daddy doesn't help us, and I wish I could help my mom. Now, he's 14, and he's angry because he wished he could help her more. And mom is probably saying, I just want you to go to school. I just want you to do this. I just want you to do that. But he, having that leadership already planted in him, that provider, that protector, feels I should be able to do more. But the interesting part was that he didn't he didn't deal with that by saying by respecting his mom. He dealt with that in an in, in a, from a way of anger, from a standpoint of anger. It angered him, and he took that out on his mom. He said, "I'm very disrespectful to her." Because I wish I could help her. That's from the mouth of a of a, a baby, a 14-year-old. So, again, he's going to come from, at some point, he's going to have to deal with feeling, the feeling of being rejected by his father, the feeling of, of I was not able to help my mom when she needed. So he's going to be that young man. Unless someone comes along and, and, and help him kind of direct that, he's going to grow up with those same feelings. And I don't know this for sure. My personal opinion is that that young man is dealing with all types of feelings of rejection from father. So it's, I bring that point up to say that it's equally important for young girls and young boys. And that's and that's why I said that we deal with it from an from an from an early age, long before we know that that we are dealing with it. Our young boys are said to be husbands, fathers, again, leaders. So if, if we have men, older men out listening to the show or will listen to the archive show, just as women, we have a duty to deal with our roots. We have a responsibility to deal with our own personal stuff, hopefully before becoming a parent or hopefully enough to where we at least can operate and provide our children with what they need so that we can stop this cycle that again I feel comes from in most cases a spirit of rejection. That being said, nice place to stop here. I am going to, um, we're getting ready to have our open enrollment and again this is for our Memphis uh, area but we're getting ready to have our open enrollment for the 901 Butterflies, and 901 Evolution. And 901 Evolution, you've not heard me say a lot about 901 Evolution, but it is an organization basically the same as the 901 Butterflies, but it's a program for young boys, young men. Um, and this is a, a wonderful group of young men, 21, 22, 23, who leads this group, leads this organization. They meet with these young men every two weeks more so than I'm able to meet with the young girls, and they mentor them. They feed them. They talk with them. So there are some people giving back, and that's what we need. We can no longer say if the father's not doing it, we won't do it. So I don't want to get off on that because I can get going about the kids. But I do have, um, I want to play this commercial again, the open enrollment. I'll tell more about that before we get off the show. So we're going to go take a brief, uh, just a brief break.
0: 901 Butterflies provides a safe and nurturing environment where young ladies, aged 13 through 18, will be empowered by learning to develop values, self-respect, sound decision-making skills, and much, much more. Open enrollment starts in January. To involve your little girl in 901 Butterflies, please contact Tammy Gator at 901butterflies at gmail.com.
1: And again, I'll give more information about that, but that is a great organization, so if you have a young lady that you want to enroll or you know someone that you feel will benefit from the program or the young guys. And our, our scheduled date is February 8th for that open enrollment. Um, it will be February 8th, the morning of February 8th. So um, we'll get have more information coming on that pretty soon here. But let's get back into the show. We We ended there, and I was talking kind of about the children and this spirit of rejection taken upon us at a very, very early age. And think about this, and we're going to kind of get off and get into some of the common symptoms of living with the spirit of rejection. But if we take on that spirit as young people, then we enter into the world, we deal with school-age children who also, for the sake of tonight's topic, come from that same place um, of rejection. So when a young person is going out into the world, they're, they're going to already feel like they're having to compete in a mighty way with these other kids. And this is where this person goes out, and they may feel like they're coming from that place of rejection. Now they get to school. They're too short, too tall, too fat, too skinny. You, you look better than me, so I think, or I look better than you, uh, so you think. And now you have all of this stuff going on. And because... They're so young and already trying to find a way to identify with their identity crisis. They're already trying to find a way or trying to understand, why do I feel this way? Why is something missing? Why do I feel like I'm always um, not being accepted, that I'm not good enough, that what I do is not good enough? Why am I always trying to measure myself up to something or someone? Why? Because right off the bat, the identity has been misplaced, and it's not based on what it should be, the right things. They don't know who they are. And for the most part, a lot of people, 25, 30, 40, don't know who they are. They have no idea what what type of value they possess. They have no faith in themselves, no love for themselves, so it makes doing life very, very difficult. But the one important thing of many to understand here is again rejection is 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 that open wound that if we don't deal with it, just like many other things. That we choose not to deal with It's going to allow something to come into our lives That we don't want That we don't understand It's going to create additional strongholds Additional bondage Because it takes root And it just grows out of control So what are some common symptoms Of living with the spirit of rejection Or the effects of rejection I have quite a bit listed I'm going to go through real quickly or Very quickly some of these uh just for the sake of, again, not keeping you guys so long tonight, but one of them, trying to be someone that you're not in order to be accepted and or feel better about being part of a group or part of someone's life. That one's powerful, trying to be someone that you're not. Another one, always trying to determine how someone feels or thinks about you, being worried about that. Another one, rejecting others before they reject you. All the while, not really knowing if the person would have rejected you. And what is, what is that rejection? So kind of live in, a, in, in fear of being rejected. Then another one, woe it is me, self-pity, which, which keeps you in bondage. A rebellious spirit that reminds me of many of the children today, our young people. Such a rebellious spirit A sense of Worthlessness Insecurity Hopelessness Blaming um, Your life On everything I mean You blame God Why am I short? Again As we talked about those things Why am I not tall? Why am I short? Why am I this size? Why are my eyes not this color? Why doesn't my hair look like this. It's it's this comparison thing as you continue to blame and look for, again, anything other than dealing with the, the root of the issue. Another one, you come across people who are very, very opinionated. They have a very opinionated personality. The need to be right about everything, Uh, never wanting you to challenge them on anything. And and sometimes it's not even a challenge. It's just a, a difference of opinion. Anything that you bring up, they know about it. They did it. They can tell you how to do it and what to do and what you should not be doing in your own life. Another one is fixers. These are people who get a thrill of being able to fix things for others. Somehow this brings Value to them, and somehow feeds their spirit enough to keep them going. That's kind of their medication for it. Not saying there's anything wrong with helping people, but there's I, I dealt with that for a long time. I, I thought that I should should be everybody's savior, but what I was doing was vo- avoiding the things that I needed to to fix in my own life. I was ignoring those things. And by by fixing other people's problems and things, somehow it made me think for a while that, hey, I was okay. Not the case. Uh, Another one, seeking approval, especially from parents. And that goes right back to kind of what I was saying about dad um, being the first hero and the first love, but seeking approval, especially from parents. And... um, I think that's a really bad place to be, is to feel as though you're always having to prove yourself or to seek that approval from a parent. But in most cases, our youth, our young people, and even some of us adults, we have gone through that or may still be going through that. Another one, pride, one of, which is one of the seven deadly sins. And I don't know if how many of you who are listening were able to tune in to our show, uh, the seven deadly sins, but pride is one of them. Envy is another. Um, that's, that's kind of basic. You kind of know what that means. You're always, again, comparing yourself to others, and you envy the things that someone else has. That's also, again, one of the seven deadly sins. Jealousy is one, a fearful spirit is another, and then we have the performance orientation. Um, I think this kind of ties into being a fixer as well, but this is the person who kind of gets into performing in every area of life. Um, And I think performance needs to be described or defined in the eye of the beholder because some people think that they're performing and they're really not. They think that they're doing and they're really not. They think that they're taking action in their lives and they're really not. But this is where we are performing in order to be validated. We feel that we always have to do something and have to do it um, sometimes perfectly um, in order to feel accepted or validated. So that also can be tiring, it can be detrimental, because what if you don't quite get it right sometimes? What if what you do, someone doesn't um, validate it, someone doesn't appreciate it, someone doesn't acknowledge it? And whenever we base who we are upon our performance or being correct about anything, Then when it fails, again, when it does not work out, um, it's going to take us off track. It's going to send a blow to, again, that open wound. We're going to question our identity, again, who we are. We're going to question that because our identity, again, has been misplaced. Another one, and probably going to be our last one, important one as well, self-rejection. Some people... um, I don't think give much thought to this, but there are a lot of people who really live this self. They, they reject themselves. And this it may sound a little crazy. I remember the first time I, I heard that, I thought, really? Wow. And that was been some years ago. But this is where a person rejects themselves to the about who they are. They really, again, don't know who they are. They they live with self hatred, self resentment about their choices, their past. Um, they have unforgiveness, self unforgiveness, and also probably unforgiveness for others as well. But if the person has made many mistakes in life that they feel has uh, has affected their life in a mighty way, they have an issue forgiving themselves. And then again, their identity. Has already been misplaced Now it really feels It starts to feel like it is lost And I said earlier When you talk about misplaced identity It's not not saying you've lost it But when you get to this place of self-rejection You feel that you've lost it If you even think about it So One more Stubbornness and I'm going to let that one be the last one But this one I wanted to bring Because I really did come from a place of stubborn I, I was one stubborn cookie And I'm still that way to a degree I'm working on it But if, if, if stubborn If they just needed One picture in the, in the dictionary It could have been me Um, And for a long time I was told that But I thought I'm not stubborn I do everything for everybody I'm stubborn It goes deeper than that and that led me, or I want to share the scripture, First Samuel 15, for rebellion, and I think rebellion was one of our things, too. Um, I mentioned the kids being rebellion, rebellious, but First Samuel 15 says, for and 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. And, again, that was from the book of Samuel. But, again, rebellion is there and stubbornness. It that For me, that worked for me. I needed that one for me, so I was glad I came across that. So as I work to end the show, I want to, and remember for our caller uh, that I bought in, I see that your light is still lit up. So from 901 with the last four of 7031, um, I see that your light, still lit, so if you want to be pulled in, I need you to select the number one so you go out of queue and then select the number one so that you'll come back in, and I'll be able to see that you do want to come in or question. have a question. An Sorry about that, you guys. Okay, so as we work to end the show, I'm going to check the chat line, and I want to give you a few more things, hopefully, to take with you. Um, the questions. Some of the questions I want you to take with you is, are you living from a place of of misplaced identity? And who or what defines who you are? Is it your job, your parents, your educational status, your children? A lot of us try to live through our kids, getting our kids to, to be what we wanted to be or to do what we wanted to do. Um... Is it defined by where you live, where you work, what you wear, what you drive? It may sound trivia, simple, but a lot of people um put a lot of focus on what they are able to wear. That's why you see the four or five hundred dollars purses, but we don't have four or five hundred dollars in savings, shoes, men, Nikes, whatever. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that if that floats your boat, but don't have a $500 purse and don't have $50 in the bank. Now I'm just gonna make it fifty. I would rather say five, but don't don't have that $500 purse. And if you don't have $500 in the bank, savings. Period. I I, I won't give on that one um, because if if you if If you are able to buy that $500 purse Or even allow somebody else to buy that purse for you Knowing that brings no value in your life In most cases I do think it's for the people that see that purse On our shoulder or in our hand Period I won't give on that one Um, I want to read this quote And again uh, we're going to work to close here and this, I did post this down. and this is about a young man that proposed to a girl. She rejects the proposal, but he does not get angry. And a friend asked, why? Wanting to know, why aren't you angry? And the, this man's response is, I lost someone who does not love me, but she lost someone who loved her. That speaks volumes to me. This person is confident in who he is and what he is about, and it's okay with with showing his love because I'm thinking if someone says no, it has been some kind of indication there that maybe there was something not that you weren't feeling the same. But even so, to be able to say, hey, okay, I didn't, I wasn't rejected. This person just does not um, love me, and I don't want to be accepted by, especially for marriage, by someone who does not love me the same. So hope that registers with you. And and now, how do we overcome the spirit of of rejection? Start by recognizing um, that you are living with that spirit, just as many of us are. Recognize your misplaced identity. Who have you given it over to? Where have you you allowed it to go? Who have you allowed it to, to go to? Who or what defines who you are? Answer that question for yourself. And then we need to determine who we are and what or who, who we have based, who we allow or who we base our identity um, through. Kind of like, you know, if there's that person, why? Find out what person have you given control over your misplaced identity? Who have you allowed to find it and keep it? What's, because those people and those things, they're your source. Of life, because when they don't think highly of you, when they don't validate you um or when those things are taken away from you, it stops your life because because it has become your life they're your source, and it throws us uh, throws us off track when again that source is disconnected and when someone else has your source you have no control over pulling the plug you have no control of keeping the lights on or off again because anytime you give this control over you lose control we have to get back and I'm coming from a place of Tammy for me what worked for me was true transformation in my life, was really working to understand who Tammy was at that time, also understanding that I didn't really like who I was, I didn't like what I was finding about out about the person, me, about myself, and that I had come so far away from my true identity which is not in people, not in places, not in things, not even in my mama or my daddy. The the very two that I thought I especially needed it from. I had to realize they weren't they were not my source. Could they be helpful? Absolutely. But nothing and no one is promised to us, and which is why we have to find our own way. We have to find, I'm coming back to my place, I had to find my value through my creator, my God, whoever you serve. But I had to find my value, my identity, who who I am. And now I don't worry about what people think, what they say, how they feel about Tammy, what they want Tammy to do. I will listen. I will respect your opinion. But if someone comes to me and tells me something that God has not told me, then I say, thank you. I will wait for that confirmation. I'm not frantically moved because I know who I am. And the and I'm not perfect. I still have so many things. This show tonight I was sharing with a friend that, boy, I've already had the show because I learned so much more about myself. I thought that I was over some things. Absolutely not. I still have a little bit of misplaced identity, just misplaced. But I will not allow it to remain misplaced. It's within me. So I have, I have to take control, as we started out the show, of my thoughts. I have to control my life. This is my life. One of the things Anthony, I don't know if Anthony is on with us tonight, but one of the things he says in his or in, in his speakings is, "I realize that if this is my life, then why don't I have more control over it, the things and the people in it? Why don't I have more control? That is powerful. We should have control, not misplaced identity. So get back to your source your creator because all those things again are not promised our children are not promised our parents are not promised the husband is not promised the wife is not promised that job is not promised a lot of people can relate to that for sure you have to have that peace within no matter what spirit you're coming from rejection loneliness fear whatever you have to first deal with it own up to own it and then deal with it Deal with it is what it is. And I'll say that again, it is what it is, let it do what it do, but don't let it do you. Your life. So I wanna check. We do have a caller. I'm just gonna check this caller one more time too. And we have another caller. I'm gonna pull you in from four one oh Area Code, if you'll hang with us just a second here. Okay. I'm now pulling in from four one zero area Code with the last four digits of seven seven four eight. Collie, you're on the air with us. Hello. Hello? Hello. Hi, Hi can you Hi. hear me? How
2: are you? Yes, Good. I can. Good. How are you doing? I'm just fine, thank you. Good.
1: Um
2: Um, my name is Denise. I'm from Baltimore. Um, I, I I commend you for your program. Um I'm and also in a group called Remarkable Women and we have a program called Young Butterflies. But um my comment for the program is that um with the misplaced identity, I think that um a lot of adults and young girls don't know where they're coming from because a lot of it, you know, like I'm a PK. Um and raised up in a home where, you know, kids are to be seen and not heard. And I think we as people of color have to get away from sitting our children down and not listening to what they have to say. You know, they have a voice too, um, and sometimes we're so fast to shush them until they could have something right there that's important to them. And because we've cut them off, You know, it makes them rebel, and they don't even want to talk about it anymore, as we as adults can do, even. Um, But, um, you know, my, my comment to that is I just think that we should just, you know, start with the children and let them speak. Hear what it is they have to say, because if not, they're going to grow up withholding what they need to say, and when someone rejects them, they don't know how to express their feelings toward it, letting them know, okay, I didn't like what you said. It hurt me. They don't know how to express that. Wow. So you
1: that, know, Den- Denise, right? Is it Denise? You, yes. Denise, you are so, so right. And and that's something Um, I think you're right. For the most part, many homes are like that. I did not, I was not like that with my son. I, I wanted him to speak out. I allowed him to with respect, but I look at it, people think that, I have the saying that kids are people too, and they yeah. hurt just, we hurt, they love just like we love because to them That's it true. is love. But so when they come home, that young girl comes home and she thinks that she loves, don't minimize that. That's your time to talk about those feelings and understand. But you're so right. And I would love to hear more about young butterflies. Maybe we can kind of share some information and, and connect that way. But I commend you for, for just working with the youth because it is so needed. The things that I hear and from these young ladies about what they're going through, uh, some of the things that I'm going to say mom because, again, most of them are from single-parent homes with yeah. mothers there. That they're so right. in tune having a man until um, any man, just, right. they're so in tune in their own lives until these, these young women are basically <sighs> raising themselves and, and not doing so good at it.
2: Right. And when you shut them down, it also opens them up for abuse because when that uncle or that stepfather or that boyfriend comes in and he says, I love you, it's a secret you know, they don't know how to say no and defend themselves because this is someone that they care for. And they've always been told, you know, you know, and back in the old days, like what goes on in the home stays in the home, but you know, they've always been shushed. So now they don't have the voice they feel to defend themselves and speak up for themselves.
1: Right. Right. I so agree. And thank you. Baltimore's in the house. Thank you for calling in. And if you don't mind, can I give you a call back this week and hear about Young Butterflies? Certainly, certainly. Okay, thank you. Anything else you have to add or uh, any questions or additional comments?
2: Um, No, but also if you want to, you can look it up, Center for Remarkable Women, um, and it'll come up on that as well.
1: And that's Um, Center for Remarkable Remarkable Women? Remarkable
2: Women, Uh uh-huh. that's one of the Young Butterflies is one of the programs that fall under the center.
1: Okay, and that's, uh the F O R center F O R not the number four but the word.
2: F O R yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, remarkable. So hopefully everyone uh got that. Center for Remarkable Women dot com. Yes. Okay, great. I'll look it up as well, okay? Okay. Thank you Thank again you. for calling Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's powerful, and that's what it's about, uh, connecting with other people that are doing something. And if you're not doing anything and you found your way or you find yourself finding your way, start something. Reach out to a young girl. Reach out to a young boy. Ask them. It's something simple as if you go into where they're working, you'd be amazed at what you will get just by saying, hey, young man, hey, young woman, whatever, What's how are you? What's I know you have to be kind of careful today, but still. Let let women do it to the young girls and men for the young men if that's okay. But you would be surprised while you're waiting for your pizza or something. You say, you know, high school, where are you going to be? What do you think about going to college? You'd be surprised because, like our caller said, parents are are doing little talking, little communicating Half parents don't don't know that their child have a have a game this week or there's a party this weekend that the child plans on going to. That's crazy to me. So that spirit that we are seeing or this spirit, whatever, whether it be rejection or whatever, what we're seeing in society today has a root. It's coming from somewhere. Identify it for yourself so that. You who are parents, you can better parent. You can be a better example. And know this, that rejection is not always a bad thing. If you are trusting God and allowing God to lead you, then rejection, look at it as they say, rejection is God's protection, and rejection is God's way of saying wrong direction. That's okay with me. That works for me. So, you know, Work on you That's what this is about Work on you Determine what bondage What strongholds have Taken root in your life Whether it's rejection or whatever Find out What that root is what, had, what weeds What other bondage and strongholds Have grown from that root And fix it Take control of your life Don't let it do you It is what it is But don't let it do you So That's how I will end tonight's show. I'm going to check the chat line once more, and we're good there for our chat listener out there. Thank you for tuning in, and hope you got something out of the show as well. That being said, now I am on tomorrow night, a very, very exciting show tomorrow night. It is Conscious Queens Honoring Conscious Kings. I hope that you all will tune in to that show. More importantly, I hope women If you have someone in your life, whether it be a friend, a father, your husband, it could be your ex-husband, your ex-boyfriend, your baby's daddy, I don't care who it is. If you have or know of a man, a conscious king that is holding it down, that is doing the best he can to make sure that he, his family, his loved ones, have what they need. Call in and just say, "I want to honor John Doe. He's my brother. Tell us a little bit about him. Why we're hoping to spend two hours with, with just honoring men. Our men are have a hard road. They have much to go through. I'm not discrediting. Um, just like any like, like women, we have some women that can do better. We have some men that can do better not what we're talking about. This is about saying thank you. I see you. And I thank you. And I need you. And I want you to be around to do more of this. So we're gonna with Marina Thomas, we're gonna we're just gonna change the ball game. She is starting a movement. I don't wanna tell the show, I'm gonna let her explain all that tomorrow. Um but just if you can tune in tomorrow, eight o'clock uh, we're probably going to be on an hour or more As long as you have the calls coming in And call your girlfriend Call your sister Call your mom And let the men you, If the men are not on Play the show back for them And allow them to hear you thanking them Rather than putting them down Always wanting them to do it your way This way Just just, just, just say thank you And let's call it a day So we will be on tomorrow 8 o'clock Central Standard Time Again, same uh, call-in number uh, there's a link out on Facebook, and you can go directly to Butterfly Evolution or blogtalkradio.com uh, backslash Butterfly evolution. It'll show you the next show, which is set for tomorrow. So, and I will be on next Monday and Tuesday as well uh, for next week. So, thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. I want to give a special shout out to my wonderful, wonderful cousin, Diane from Atlanta, who is just Always on this show She was on before I was on tonight So I just want to say thank you And in honor of her I'm going to play her favorite song again And I just want to say that That I love you all Especially love my cousin And I say thank you Have a good night And hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow night
0: too hard to live it, but I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there, beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know Telling me though.
1: 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Thank you.